Welcome to the First Assembly podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's message and find encouragement through the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. First Assembly, before you're seated today, I want to remind us that we are a worshiping people and we love him. And I just love these moments where we worship and we're just together in worship. And let's continue to grow as a worshiping people, not just on Sundays, but I'll tell you where it really starts is tomorrow morning. <laughs> but let's be worshipers all week long. And then when we come back together, we're just, it's just an overflow of our lives. Amen. Amen. Find two or three people and give them some love. Give them a fist bump, a hug, a handshake, a high five, and just say hello and welcome one more time. I'm going to see if I can do this here and respect the clock at the same time. How many have faith that I can do that? (laughs) Great faith is in this room that I can get you out on time today. (laughs) Well, last Sunday, friends, uh, we're going to jump into the word here and we'll see how it goes. Holy Spirit, I need your help. I got so much to say. But last Sunday was Vision Sunday and how many were part of Vision Sunday? Come on, last week was exciting as we... Uh, talked about what God is calling us to in the future and celebrated and reflected on where he has taken us. He has been so faithful to us and we are moving forward with great faith and strength into the future that God has for First Assembly. And like Cody said, we want to see more and more people come to know Jesus. That is the heartbeat of this house and that is the heartbeat of our Father. And as we align with him, that we are all on mission. Do you know that you have a purpose and you have a a calling on your life and a ministry? And we want to help you find that. We want to do it together. And how many know we are better together? And God has called us as the body of Christ to be together, spurring one another on towards good works and towards the things that God has called us to. So our vision at First Assembly is exciting. And if you were not here last Sunday, I don't do this very often, but I would really ask you to go online and to, whether you watch it or podcast it or whatever, it'll be online for you. And I even said to the staff, I said, if you missed last Sunday in the service, just go and podcast my message from last Sunday. You can put it on double time and you'll be done half the time. Like a 35, 40 minute message, 15, 20 minutes, you're done. Okay. Uh, And somebody said, yeah, Pastor Ben, you sound really good at fast speed like that. (laughs) Maybe I should start talking faster all the time like that. To get you guys through church really quickly. <laughs> um, I think I'll stay at my regular pace. But. Uh, and then two Sundays ago, I shared a message, and it's really been on my heart as I've come back just this fall on, a, on identity and who we are in Christ. And we sang about it this morning. And, and today, um, identity is, is, is who we are. But today, I want to talk about what we have, our authority. I want to talk about our authority Vision and strategy, these things are important. And as we looked at that last Sunday, where we are going. But if we don't see God do what only God can do in our lives and in our families and in our city. See, God wants to break through. And he's called us with spiritual authority that he has given us in Christ. 
We talked about how we are in Christ. And the kingdom of God is not just vision and strategy and all these things are important and they have their place. But the kingdom of God, Paul says, is not a matter of talk, but is a matter of power. I should have heard an amen there. Let me say that one more time. The kingdom of God is not just a kingdom of talk. It is a kingdom of power. That's better. I have a little more faith now. I hope the 1130 service doesn't outdo you. (laughs) We'll test them out as well. But I want you to get that in your spirit today, that the kingdom of God is not not just strategy and planning and vision. All that stuff is important. It's not just talk. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of power and authority that he has given us. And so we're going to look at several scriptures, and I think the best way to approach it today, I'm going to do my best to get through my my outline and my points, but I'm going to read several scriptures and we're just going to let the scriptures speak for themselves. We're going to ask the Holy Spirit just to do what only he can do. Can we do that? Because he's a God of power and he can do that (laughs) above and beyond what a preacher can do. Because we need to know how to operate in this spiritual authority that Christ has given us. If we are going to move forward in our vision, if we're going to even move forward into Monday and Tuesday, And some of us have incredible weighty things that we are dealing with in our families and our businesses and even friends and relatives and people that need to come to Christ. And there's there's a battle, how many know, culturally and over our kids and our grandkids and our future. There's a spiritual battle that is raging and we cannot just afford to talk about biblical things and know things in our head, but we need to learn how to step in and to operate in the authority and the power that Jesus has given us. And as I was preparing and and putting these scriptures together, I thought to myself, this really is something that we need to pay more attention to. I need to pay more attention to. And so let's go on that journey this morning and let's ask the Holy Spirit to help us with this. Matthew chapter 10, and again, I'm just gonna read the scriptures and let's let the Spirit speak. Matthew chapter 10, verse one. And when he had called his 12, that's Jesus, to him, he gave them power Over unclean spirits, to cast them out, and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Matthew, or sorry, Luke chapter 9, verse 1. Then he called his 12 disciples together and he gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. How are you doing so far? Okay, Luke chapter 10. After this, and after Jesus was speaking of the cost to follow him, after this, the Lord appointed 72 others and he sent them out two by two ahead of him to every town and to place where he was about to go. And he told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. Drop down to verse 17. Then the 70 returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us. In your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall, Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. In Matthew chapter 28, starting at verse 17 and 18. 
And Jesus came and he spoke to them saying, it's the great commission, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Now go, so he's giving, he's saying all authority is mine. Now go in that authority, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Authority. And as we read these scriptures and we contemplate and think about what they mean, Jesus is speaking to his disciples. We are his disciples. And the word authority in itself, is, it's a loaded word for many people because perhaps a family, family situation or there's been something that's happened in life where you've had a bad experience, a boss at work or an overbearing uh, leader or or, or parent or teacher or somebody where the authority has, that word is not a positive word for you. But I want to assure you and I want to remind you that the authority that Jesus operated in and the authority that he calls us to walk in is an authority that is full of the Holy Spirit, full of the power of the Spirit, but also full of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. That the authority that Jesus operated in and the authority that, that he has and that he has given us is a fruit-bearing authority, okay? So it's, it's helpful. In the original language, the, the word authority means the, the right to exercise power. That is what Jesus has given us, power to act. And the classic example is the police officer. You're barreling down the freeway, you're in your big truck, and, you, and you're, you know, your big Ford F-150, just pedal to the metal, it's just flying down the freeway. And, and just a, a little police officer gets out of the car and they wave you down. Well, you could just keep on going, couldn't you? But their authority, they have all the authority, they have all the backing of the province behind them. They have all the backing, the legal system, all, everything. It's not just them standing on the road waving you over. You listen to them because of the authority that they have. And we have been given this authority. It is Christ's authority. It is Christ's that the enemy is terrified of. But I want to remind you that you have authority over the demonic, over the darkness, over the spiritual attacks that, that come against your family and your home and your finances. You have authority to say enough is enough. And sometimes we, we, we just say, well, Jesus, do something about it. No, no, he's given you that badge of authority. Amen. A sister's getting it this morning. I'm feeling it. I'm preaching shorter now. Hallelujah. The more you yell at me, the, the more the shorter this is going to land the plane. I'm going to land the plane. So Jesus, he gave us this authority. People say, well, that was for the disciples. That was the Bible days. No, most assuredly, his followers, it has not been rescinded, this, this authority, this commission. Jesus said, most assuredly, and I, I say to you that he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will also do, and greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. And so we are in this. We are in Christ. We, we have the authority over Satan, sickness, disease, fear, depression, anxiety. We have authority over these things in our lives as Christians, as Christ's followers, over darkness and oppression. It doesn't mean that there's not a battle. It doesn't mean that the scorpion won't sting, okay? It doesn't mean that the snake won't sometimes try to bite. 
Even the apostle Paul got bit by a snake, but what did he do? He shook it off. It doesn't mean that you will not face attack or spiritual battle in your life, but I'm here to remind us today that even in the middle of the battle, he has won the war. That you have authority to conquer, to move the kingdom of heaven to earth, to dismantle hell in your life and in your family. You have that authority. Sometimes we feel like we're, well, we're helpless. What do we Jesus do something? No, he's given you the authority to dismantle hell, darkness, sin, and everything associated with it. This, this, is, this is good for preachers sometimes. You, gotta, you, know, you can pick a subject and, you pre- and you're like, yeah, this, I, need, I need more of this in my life, you guys. But we're going to commit to this. We're going to commit to calling things that are not as though that. We're going to commit to walking in a greater authority as a church. We're, we're going we're gonna to stop and just say, oh, it's going to pray. You know, it's going on my life. No, let's just pray right now. Let, let's not be shy to just call things out in the spirit and, and come against the devil and we, you know, let, the, let the head of the serpent feel that full weight of the crush of the heel of our Savior right on his head through our prayers and through the authority that we walk in. See, spiritual authority is, is ours. Amen. So why do so many Christians not operate in this authority? I think sometimes it's because we're asking God to do things that he's called us to do. Heather and I, when we were first engaged, there she is. Uh, where'd you go? When, when Heather and I were first engaged, we, uh, we took this premarital quiz and it was like, who's most likely to take out the garbage, the husband or the wife? Who's most likely to do the dishes, the husband or the wife? And so I did a test on my own, and she did a test on her own. Well, she, she did everything. When we found the results, I thought she was going to do everything. But the reality is, how many know she doesn't do everything? <laughs> there are jobs that I have. I'm, I'm the guy that takes out the garbage, like 99% of the time. Heather is the one who does the laundry, 99% of the time. It's a good deal for me. Um, how many like that married couples? You have things that you do and then the spouse does, right? So there are things that God does, but there are things that he has given us to do. And he's expect, he expects us to walk in that authority. So I'm just gonna give this to us real quickly this morning just because of time. And then we might have to pick up authority part two uh, in a couple weeks. But spiritual authority... Um, Dr. Rob Reamer wrote a great book I read recently, Spiritual Authority. And he says this, spiritual authority is rooted in identity, expanded in intimacy, and activated by faith. So this is how spiritual authority works. So considering this, let's just look at this real quickly today. Spiritual authority is rooted in identity. But as many as received him to them, he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe on his name. Because we are in Christ, we have everything that he has given us to have. When you know who you are, we talked about that a couple weeks ago, then you know what you have. Your spiritual authority is rooted in who you are in Christ. In my family, my family has access to everything in my home. When you live in my family, and my daughters, they, they know that because they, they, they can take anything from the refrigerator. They can take anything from the house at any time. It's, it's theirs. When you know who you are, you know what you have access to, whatever is needed. In Ephesians chapter one, the apostle Paul is talking about this, this authority and he, he says in verse 19 of chapter one, And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according 
to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand of the heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers and authorities, some versions say, and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but in the age to come. And then he says this, he says, and God then raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ. And we sang about that earlier, I'm seated in Christ. And as we are in Christ, we rise above and we have that same perspective, that same authority over the circumstance that Christ has given us. There is, there is a rest to spiritual authority. Now I want to leave you with that this morning. In your identity, you can rest in the spiritual authority that God has given you. In fact, sometimes the more we just rest into it and settle into it, I believe there's a greater level of power. When they're striving, when we're trying to make it happen in ourselves and in our own power and our own strength. But the spiritual authority that Christ gives us is, is a resting authority. Secondly, spiritual authority is cultivated through intimacy with God. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Look at that, that's authority. Because you're in Christ, you're remaining in him. Whatever is needed, it'll be done for you. This is my Father's glory that you bear much fruit showing yourselves to be my disciples. And this is the kind of authority that we have in him. It is cultivated through intimacy. There was a time when the disciples, they couldn't cast out a demon. A father had a son who was having seizures and, and, and he came to Jesus and he said, your disciples, they're useless. They can't do anything. <laughs> and these were the same disciples that he had already given them authority to go when they were casting out demons, but there were certain demons they couldn't cast out because it was an intimacy. And because Jesus, Jesus said this, this kind of only come out by prayer and fasting. And what that is, I believe, is not so much works-based, but it's about growing and developing that intimacy with the Lord. Spiritual authority in Christ is cultivated through, through intimacy. Staying connected to the Lord through hard times is how we grow in that spiritual authority. And then finally today, spiritual authority is activated by faith. This is, this is our call and this is our challenge today that we would activate and walk in spiritual authority by faith. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. This is the words of Jesus. Look at this. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. You have the keys. Here you go. You have the authority. You have the keys for this situation. If you can't get through that door, it's been locked before. You got to take that key, but you can't just take the key. You have to activate the key. You have to, you have to put the key in the lock or the fob on the door. You have to do something. You have to step out in faith in that. And rather than just waiting for God, say, God, do something about this. He is saying, there are certain jobs that I do and there are certain jobs that you do. You've been given the authority, acted out in faith. And I have you, I have your back. All the backing of heaven is behind you. And this is the spiritual authority that God has called us to walk in. In Acts 3, Peter, when he walked by that man who was at the, the gate beautiful, he was, he was ill, he was, his body was in need of a miracle. And Peter says, silver and gold I don't have, but what I do have, I give you. He didn't just say, well, I hope God does something about your situation. He's like, no, no, I have the authority. I give this authority to you. Rise up and walk. 
He commanded the man to rise and be healed in Jesus' name. Are there some things that are broken and lame in your life? Are there things that, that are in need of you to take authority over today? Where you, you say, in the name of Jesus, I, I've, I've just let this thing sit here for a long time. This man was by the gate for, for years and years. And I've just, kind of, I've just kind of walked by it. I've just kind of ignored it. But is there something in your life today where you, you need to take authority? You need to take spiritual authority over your family, over whatever's going on in your life, your finances. Are there some people that you're praying for? Kids, family members that just, they, they need a, a fresh revival, the work of the Spirit. Could it be that there are demonic powers at work? over your family and over your life that just, they just need you to step in. And, here, and here's what Jesus said. This is so, so awesome. And here's how I want us to conclude today. Jesus teaches on this whole principle of binding and loosing. And he says in Matthew 18, he says, truly I tell you that whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly I tell you that if, look at this, if two of you agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. So not only can we take authority ourselves, but we can gather together with our friends, our believers, our brothers and our sisters. And we can gather together, and at two or three gather, his presence is there. He is with us. The whole, all the backing of heaven is there to dismantle the attacks of hell that are over your family and over your life. Maybe it's sickness in your body. Maybe, maybe that's an area where you just say, I've been praying, but this morning we want to gather with you and we want to join forces with you. We want to lay hands on you. We want, we want to say, we're going to, enough is enough. We're going to step into a, the authority that Jesus has given us. And we're going to call things that are not as though they are. We're going to step in by faith. We are rooted in identity. We're God's kids. We're his children. We have access to what he's given us access to. And yes, sometimes we need to grow and develop that authority. But we know that our identity is in him. Our identity is in him. And because our identity is in him, because the disciples went out and Jesus gave them that authority. They said, hey, even the demons listen to us. He goes, he goes yeah, that's, that's, that's a nice side effect. But, but here's the real deal is rejoice that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Like you're going to heaven. Like that's where the real power is. It's in your identity. It's in who you are. It's you're, you're saved. You're bought with the blood of Jesus. But at the same time, you can walk in greater authority. I, I believe the Lord is calling us to walk in a greater authority. I'd invite you to stand with me, if you would. See, many people think the goal of the Christian life is to get to heaven and to try not sin too much on the way there. And although we want to go to heaven and we want to live lives that are holy, our role is to extend the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. The kingdom of God is not a matter of talk or words alone. It is, it is about power. It's about the authority that Jesus has given us to break through the darkness that would seek to attack our family, our homes, our city, our lives. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. Are you a child of God this morning? Then you have his authority. Then you have his authority. And so what I thought we would do this morning, if, if you're in need today, we're going to 
open up the front at the end and be here to pray for you as well. But if you are in need today, you say, there's something I just, I need a brother or a sister who's in the room to just agree together with me that we're gonna, we're gonna bind those things on earth and they're gonna be bound in the heavenlies. We're gonna loose those things on earth today and we're gonna loose them in the heavenlies. We, we need to loose healing. We need to loose salvation. We need to loose conviction. We need to loose provision. And we're gonna bind the work of the enemy and we're gonna agree together for a breakthrough today. We're two or three, even if you disagree, even if two of you, three of you agree together, it shall be done. How, how, how many of you wanna just lean on God's promises today, on his word? And so if that's you today, say, that's me. I've, I've got some things I just need to see broken in my life. I, I wanna walk in God's authority and his power. And I, I need my brothers and sisters today because sometimes we feel you do have that authority and I wanna call you to walk in that yourself. And we're all gonna continue to walk in that. But sometimes we just need the family of God to say, we're just gonna agree together for this breakthrough. I just really felt in my spirit that, that, that's, that's where we need to go today. We need to agree together. So how many would just be bold enough to say, that's me. I, I, I just need a couple people to pray for me this morning. Just, I, I would invite you even just to come out of your seats and just come to the very front. Um, just step, step right up here. And we're gonna, we're gonna have a few of our, our elders. I, that's how we're gonna do it. I, I was gonna do it in your seats, but I don't feel to do that. I feel you need to come. I feel you need to come. You say, that's me. I need, I need breakthrough. I need two or three to gather in, in, in the, the presence and the power of God. I need to see this work of the enemy, this attack of Satan over my family, over my life, over my body, whatever it may be. You say, I just, it's enough is enough. I want to walk in the authority that God has given us. And I'm going to, I'm going to invite then some of us in the room, if you have friends or somebody that is up here this morning, our elders, our, our, our pastoral staff, our staff in general, if you are here in the room, would you come and let's just begin to lay hands on these brothers and sisters today. And we're going to believe God together for full breakthrough. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much for listening to this message. We pray that you have received truth and have been encouraged. For more information about First Assembly, how to get connected, and to listen to our latest worship albums, please visit our website at www.fa.church.